Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Urban Paranormal, where you might be crazy to them, but, but your, your family is us. us. All right. So, as usual, I'm your host, J.H., and my co-host to my right is... Brandy. And on the on the back right here that keeps us in line about not to go on over time... Hey. Trent A. Johnson. There you go. And um, this episode is going to be really good because we have some people in the house to help us and some talking points and just get their opinions out about things too. So let's start over here to the, to my right. Dave Romo. Already. And to his right. Man, what's happening? I'm DH. Okay. And to my left, we have the beautiful. Hey, I'm Jade. There you go. Okay. So here's the deal. A lot of people in paranormal, in this particular business, they want to talk about aliens and stuff like that. And we will talk about that, but later. This one, we want to change the gears up a bit and talk about serial killers. So I'm really happy about that. Now, the thing about serial killers, I know you're wondering, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, the realistic part is that there's a lot of cult killings, which is paranormal. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, I think I'm the devil. The devel told me to do it. Yeah, yep. my, my dog told me to kill. Yes. So I was possessed. There was a whole lot. So I need a good rush of an adrenaline kill to kill as many as I could to satisfy my hunger for bloodlust. Is that is that what you're telling? Are you admitting that? On, uh, it did no, sound like a confession. One of the killers who was in the psychological <laughs> questioning did uh, state it while they were psychologically evaluated after uh, they were in prison. Okay. Okay, so we're going to get into that, too. So when you think of serial killers, and Trent brought this to my attention, America mostly thinks of, me personally, I think of Ted Bundy, but America mm -hmm. mostly thinks of one, uh, Charles, Charles Manson. Manson. Yeah. Now, Charles Manson was um, a very strange guy from the the uh, the stuff that he had on his face. What was it? Trent? Yeah, he had the uh, upside down cross on his on his forehead, mm -hmm. and it's crazy because all the rappers got that shit on their forehead today. Yeah, it's like a fad now. See, I I never noticed that. Well, I don't listen to that much rap, but I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just turn on a video, you're gonna see Lil Wayne or Lil whoever. He got a fucking upside down cross on his forehead. Isn't that like Kanye's thing now? Like it's. On one of his album covers. Really? Is it? I do believe so. Oh, okay. Oh, well. yeah, 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 yeah. That he has um, a following. He's yeah. a religious leader. Right. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Something like You know, you decided know, and, he and wants to And see how be. weird that is? See, um, <laughs> that might be a bit of a taboo, but when you speak of Christianity, religion, to me, that's kind of like paranormal, too, you know, especially when you read it. Um, I just, I didn't know that. So if you guys know why they have that little mark on them, please call into the show and talk to us, email us at urbanparanormal13 at gmail.com. So I want to chime in really quick because it was to my understanding that an upside down cross is satanic. The Antichrist representation. Yes. This is what I was told. Yeah, well, anything backwards, I mean, I think that has to do with demonic or satanic shit. Yeah. So it... it kind of blows my mind as to why is it such a fad within the industry? Can I, may I say something? There are more references. There are more references to what the antichrist symbol looks like. 
such as the T and the X that we see from The Undertaker or uh, that we have the witch sign where it has the trident that points to the left in all three lines. Some say that, and you can do your research, that the upside down cross is the symbol of St. Peter. But we'll be able to uncover this in our um, group chat. Okay, that was, that was some good information right there. I've never heard that. Thanks. I, I didn't either. Yeah. See, that's why we have on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I thought it was always like blasphemy to, toward Jesus or Christianity or whatever. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sacrilegious, like against Christ, but like not necessarily satanic. Okay. 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 Agreeable. Well, here's the thing about it when we're speaking on this and being the paranormal, so you guys don't go crazy because we're talking about Charles Manson. What it is really is like, if you really pay attention, he was an outcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he was an outcast. And he had the ability, the ability to actually, the power of suggestion by saying, doing these things, which is really funny. Right. Because if you understand with the time period that it happens, a movie comes out after that. And in that movie, there's the power of suggestion like the Jedi mind trick. So all of these supernatural particular things in our pop culture and everything hmm. still comes from these people who kill people, apparently. And, mm-hmm. and that's funny you would bring up the power of suggestion. Because I was wondering, do like these type of killers or people who have this cult following, do they have some type of power over women? Because it seemed like they they amass Uh, all these young women, Mm -hmm. impressionable women, Mm -hmm. and get them to do dirty work. Like this guy. uh, Drugs. Well, yeah, probably with some some of them. Some of them. And uh, this guy, Pazuzu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have have y'all heard of this guy, Pazuzu? Yeah. Okay, well, he actually had like a, a Manson type following and had, you know, a lot of girls do a lot of killing for him. Yeah, he had two two fiancés, so that tells yeah, you right yeah. there. Sounds yeah, like Manson I, uh, to me. He was actually born in 1979 as John Lawson, and he changed his name to Pazuzu in 2002. <laughs> and Pazuzu is actually the entity... From the Exorcist. If you go back and watch The Exorcist, when they finally get the Exorcist to tell his name, it's Pazuzu. So that so that that, that was fucking crazy. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty yeah. creepy. And so I actually went and looked up Pazuzu, and Pazuzu is an old Mesopot- Mesopotamian demon god. Demon god. Demon god. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. confusing. Yeah, he's actually the god of no, he's the He's the god of the wind. Yeah. Cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's fucking crazy. What a fucking coincidence. See, and so we can go on and on about that. You, When you really think about these things, of all things, because there was an argument or a disagreement or discussion, whatever you want to say, about his situation. Yeah. The most important thing to take from it is of all things, why would you name yourself Pazuzu? Uh, after this particular demon god. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. The name gives you energy. Like, it gives you, like. Well, at least he thought that or people would fear him or it would give him power over other people. Well, maybe. Just maybe. And I might be reading into this too much. But maybe for him, that was his alter ego. Maybe he had a personality 
uh, disorder and that was who he chose to portray himself almost like an actor when you're an actor you take on a role and in that role you can be whomever you want to be and maybe that was what it was for him by calling himself Pazuzu that made him feel powerful and then he was able to portray himself as somebody that he truly wasn't in that moment I didn't even think of that that's a good one good take there probably there is a possibility why this demon or this entity or this <clears throat> or this uh being that's you know talking to this person is calling himself Pazusu is that he's using that that name to kind of convey to his uh, deepest thought or soul to uh, uh to give demand more power over him by the power of his word now this demon that we talk about Pazusu ha- could have like many names because if you look at the movie the exorcist the the demon himself will never say his real name. He'll say Pazuzu, Pazizelhub, uh, Astaroth. He, he will say that he, his name is Lucifer. But he will choose the names that will strike either fear to his victims or to possess power over someone. And yes, Brandy, you're right. In a way, he... Yes, Brandy, you're right. In a way, he is uh, trying to, you know, put on a different mask to just act and convey his character to the other person as to feel more powerful. Uh, exactly. that's, that's what he did with his friends all around. Yeah. Well, he, oh. I was watching a documentary and they said, uh, you know, the way he drew people in because you could actually do whatever you wanted to do in his house. Right. If right. you wanted to shit on the floor, Piss on the carpet. Oh, thro- boy, you're taking it too throw- far. No. Hey, <laughs> that's, is, that's what he did. Real. But it's true. It's yeah. true. That's mm-hmm. terrible. You could actually throw in the knife, throw a knife in the wall, bust somebody in the head with a beer bottle. He didn't give a fuck. You and it, I mean? it remained there. Yeah. It, it stayed. They lived yeah. in filth. And that's another thing, too, about when you look at the paranormal of this becomes uh, spirituality. They always say that the demon or the Lucifer or whatever these entities are are filthy. They are filthy. So he lived in that particular so squalor. I have a question. How far apart was the Pazuzu happening? When did that take place versus Charles Manson? See, now question. That's uh, serious because to me, it seems as if they were – obviously, we know Manson was a cult. Was Pazuzu, would you consider that to be a cult as well? It was. It, it was. was. It seemed like it. Yeah, it definitely was. Um and that's the thing. I mean, and here's 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 why I think that it is paranormal. Here's why. The guy was born in 1978 or 79. Mm-hmm. Okay. 79. 79. So if you pay attention to the media, uh, pop culture, they have a way of making things look attractive. Mm-hmm. And the exorcist, there was nothing attractive about that person. Nothing attractive about that demon. Nothing. Right. But yet he picked the name that the demon said to represent himself. I mean, out of all those years that went by, those are, that's a long time. He had to be like, what, maybe two? Not even two. It had already been out. So there was no way he could have had an understanding. So I just think that, that he would have had to study up on that. Well, well, maybe he had an understanding of the demon because the demon existed before the exorcist. But that that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Why would he pick that? Yeah. You know what it, I mean? Maybe he did some some research, you know? I don't know. Well, psychology would say that he was crazy. But realistically, yeah. anyone in those in that realm, they would call crazy. We're crazy. Well, I'm, they would call me crazy, but that don't – 
mean that what he was saying or what he was doing wasn't real to him. I'm sorry, but you said someone call you crazy. That was pretty funny to me. Uh, that let was me, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you got that trend. So <laughs> let's re. I want to reiterate this. Uh, maybe you guys could answer it. Do you think? I don't know the time frame from Manson to Pazuzu. Well, I think was there a time frame in between when their happenings happened? Do you think it was a mimic? Do you think one or the other was mimicking the other cult? I don't think so. No, it's no. a possibility because I mean there's some similarities I do believe between the two in a sense. Yeah, of how definitely. they ran their their cult and how they lived. And I wanted to also touch on the whole Manson thing and go back because you said uh, any cult really, because there's this power of manipulation. Right. I think all cult leaders are extremely gifted in manipulation and And power of persuasion. Yes. Mm -hmm. Power of persuasion. Um, And they, they have this mastered trait to break down people so they can control them in any way. And and going back to that whole Manson thing, um, he didn't necessarily in the beginning do any of the killings or like to do it. In fact, I think it also, just from some documentaries that I uh, have seen, pissed him off whenever he had to show them this is how it's done because he trained them, built them into soldiers to do the job for him. He sure did. It's like a form of... Um mental indoctrination to the mm-hmm. victims yes. or a practice of agapathy where you have a sense of doubt to control your victim or the person who's willing to do it to take one reference to distort their perception of what is true or not and then use them as a puppet. Yeah. Well, well I actually looked up the year, Brandy. Okay. And the Manson murders happened in 1969. And uh, Pazuzu was born Born in 1979. So it's possible he could have been a yeah. fan, probably. Yeah, it's possible. And he but, mimicked. And, yeah, and the, and the crimes he committed happened 2002, 2006, that little era right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, let me just put this out there. The funny thing to me is that the power of suggestion, so let's focus on that paranormal. So that's a gift. And the, the thing that is, what's attracting is, is that, for people like myself, I got to ask you, Jade, when you're different and, and you're like, they, people outcast you, like, and you find someone that shares that same ideology and belief that you are, that they're, they're outcast and they say it's okay to be outcast. How does that, how do, how do you feel about that? That makes you, that, that makes you draw. To when them. you're young? Yeah. When you're young? Yeah. It's easy to get stuck in that trap because you don't have world experience and so you have a whole fresh view of the world it's not real you know what i mean so when someone comes along and they say you know i'm this and that you just believe them trust them like you real trust you know mm-hmm. and i was like that was really sheltered so you know i had my share of potholes like crappy people you know what i mean but yeah. you gotta learn right 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 you gotta survive that and then you gotta not do it again like try to prevent it you know what i mean right right okay i, I got a question go ahead Okay, so we see this guy, Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. He started off as a regular blue-eyed uh, kid, blonde-haired kid, played baseball. And what what does a serial killer look like? Can, is, can we is identify, there a look yeah, to it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can we identify a serial killer? <laughs> nope. I don't think that you can. And I think it could be anyone, and that's that scary thing that you literally just don't know. I mean, it could be someone sitting in this room. You just don't know. Could be a grandma. Absolutely. Could be your grandma. (laughs) 
<laughs> but there's like a typical like serial killer look, right? Like I wouldn't say so. No, I disagree. There is no typical serial killer. Well, Jay told me so. my glasses were serial killer glasses before. Oh. I I want to say this though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because the glasses that you wear, the, the ones that the ones that you had at the time were all taken. Those were the. Uh, 70, late 70s, 80 type of style. Mm. And that's when all the serial killers start yeah. getting caught out into the media. Right. So every picture right. you see, they're wearing those glasses. Right. So, so I want to, I do want to touch on this. It does seem apparent and, and we can look this up and, and, you know, confirm it. But most of the time, serial killers are men. They're not women. And well, mm. I could say a lot of them are, but there, there are, you're going to think, well, I, I know, I know you burning. I know you're burning inside, and you want to say that. So let me, but let me jump in this. Now look here, Pimpin. I done picked up some extra pounds during this lockdown. I'm trying to get my body back right. What a brother gotta do? Join the 30 day challenge. Pick three people. Buy three products: Nutriburst, Detox Tea, and NRG, and just work out for 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. Post your results daily. I guess I'm about to get my body tight again. Yeah. The thing about the male serial killer uh-huh. is they, in the background, they have an overbearing, domineering mother figure. Like in more than 80%. Ooh. Is this confirmed? Do we have this is, this data? Is, this is actually statistic from, from the FBI, CIA. Okay. And every, every serial killer you talk to, when they talk to you about their childhood, it wasn't a dad that was kicking their ass. It was the mother. Kind of similar to uh, Mr. Hedwig from Split. <laughs> kind of similar to Mr. Hedwig from Split. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. Go on. But but that's just kind of what it is. And I mean, so it says a lot. But there there were other. Female- that's very perspective perceptive like I never even thought about that. But it's true. Like that movie. Um, what is it? Red Dragon. The. Um, and you it's know, his mom. It's his mom made him crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just been a, a thing they've done. It's almost it's almost like you know all the writers for the slasher films, like um, Mike Myers and uh, Jason Voorhees, they use that formula where it's the mother to child uh, pleasing complex, yeah. which is psychological abuse. So it's the mamas. Gosh dang, moms, y'all better get it together. Right, right. Exactly. Now we're never we're we're determining whether or not our kids are going to be serial killers. Okay, so well, look. where are the dads at? Okay, let's let's That's not right. hold up. bashing, are we? Uh, but, I, but we can mom bash. Hold on. Come on. Hold on. So so Come so on. going back to the, the look of the serial killer. So this guy Pazuzu. He actually was convicted in 2010 for accessory to murder. And guess what happened? What happened? He got probation and wow. got released. <laughs> now, I can go somewhere else with that one, but okay. Huh? Yeah, he was white. Yeah, he was white. Well, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't want to go there. But is, it because, there. is it because he, was, he didn't he have the serial killer look or uh, he had that certain look or what? He was privileged. Well, well I'm going to tell you this here, to, to be honest. Hmm. In a, in, a, in a society, in a neighborhood, let's just speak on a neighborhood, and I'm, I'm running this neighborhood, and I want this neighborhood to look good to America. Mm-hmm. Even though I have that one person that kind of is kind of messed up, I would do everything in the world to make him look normal and keep the, the, 
the attention the attention off of my neighborhood. Oh yeah. You don't want to devalue it. Right. So that's, that's something that you don't, that's something that happens a lot with these particular people, but that's something that happened a lot with these particular people. Um, but on that note, guys, here's here's the situation. Yeah, my bad. Um, I got a, I got a text message and it was telling me at this point, um, about, different other serial killers but the thing is guys we're talking about ones that kind of have the paranormal situation so um i just think that it's fascinating that he did what he did and was accused of these particular things whether he did it or not it's not my saying that that if he did it or not not you know he went he was convicted and then he Wait a minute. Didn't he didn't he kill himself some kind of weird way, Trent? He actually did kill himself in which one? Pazuzu. Pazuzu. How how did he He actually killed himself in jail by cause you know he filed his teeth down to make himself look like a fucking alligator or something. Well my Okay. Yeah, so he killed himself by chewing into his own arm. Oh my. With those filed mm-hmm. teeth, he chewed into okay. his vein and bled to death in jail. That's Jesus. Yeah. That that is demonic. That's You got to be a fucking like, you got to be a demon to do some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you have to be he, possessed. Yeah. I mean like cuz it hurt when, right? you know, a little tiny bite, you know, mosquito bite hurt. You going to chew till you get to a vein and bleed to well, death. Well, not you know, I I'm a phlebotomist, so I have I'm certified to draw blood. It, it was more than a vein. I mean, he had to go to the artery yeah. um, to have bled out like that. And that is crazy to me. It just blows my that mind. Well, I mean, if he wasn't, if okay. he, if, if he was our color, I don't, be no second chance. we know why he got right. that second chance, but yeah. we're not going to get into he, that on this podcast. I can say, yeah. I can say the reason why he got a second chance is because he's privileged in America. Exactly. Exactly. And they, Probably from a well-known, nice neighborhood, and yeah. they didn't want the flack to come back in that area and cause it to be brought down. And then you know what's crazy? Where this all took place? That's, that's what I was just gonna say. In Winston Salem. Salem. So Salem. they didn't and want it, the media. And if anybody know about Winston Salem, it could creepy. There's some energy, some bad energy. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the witch trial. The witch some trials. Mm-hmm. Creepy, yeah, like. yeah. That's what. That's that would crap. be a place to visit. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. That's why they. That's that's. That's why he got a second chance because they don't Man, want I'm that. Down, that for sure. Mm-hmm. So this dude, this dude felt like witchy. He felt like he got power <laughs> from being filthy. Yeah, he didn't yeah. take baths. Wow. He convinced his girlfriend to not take baths. He uh, they drunk that? blood on 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 yeah. the regular. You know what I'm saying? How could they mess with each other and they both? Are- yeah, I know. Ew. Fucking filthy. Yeah. I right. mean, that's hey, crazy. some people get down like that. And then uh, they were interviewing his girlfriend, and that's what uh, actually attracted her to him. That was his he was dirty, the whole Satanism mm. and filthy and <laughs> sacrificing animals and shit. What do they say? Birds of a feather flock, flock together. together. Boy, right. they was flocking. Right, <laughs> right, right. And that's what I'm saying. When you when you're an outcast, you look for other outcasts to be with. Yeah, and yeah. if they're thinking about doing crazy stuff, you're like, well, hey. I'll do it too. You'll follow along with it and just to fit in because you're so tired of being an outcast. So everybody stop, stop dogging out your friends and making them feel like outcasts and we can stop people from killing people. So, so, okay. So this is what I want to ask. What makes a serial killer? Is it the mom? You say something about the mom, but that can't be the entire reason. Yeah. I mean, 
okay, look at it like this here. Um, East, East Bay Strangler killed all these women, raped and killed these women. Yeah. What was his reasoning? He was in love with his wife and he had issues with his wife. Uh huh. And for every female he ever killed, he was killing his wife over and over and wow. over again. Wow. Okay. So, so can we, can we, could, I mean, I don't have facts or I don't have the computer in front of me, Trent, I do. to look it up. However, um, can can we maybe say it's safe to say that these people have a chemical imbalance or some type of underlying health condition that basically sociopaths? Yeah. Or psychosociopaths. But see, but those are those are real beautiful names to name something that we don't understand. That's the reason why we're talking about paranormal. Paranormal. Who's to say that they weren't actually possessed? You know, who's to say that? They're gonna say it was all sorts of stuff, you know? But, but yeah. if you believe you're possessed, does it become real? Like, what what's the line? You know, you're you're building up your energy. You're that's a good question. You know, we we have spiritual energy inside of us. Like, we're you know, what I'm the saying? mind is right, a powerful right. thing, and right. I and so is the mind. Like, you can create. Who knows what you, you can, can create? Your own. Just be careful. Once yeah. once the soul gets fueling into the mind whatever it's manifesting whether if this mind is thinking about killing or raping or whatsoever it just takes a thought and then the sole purpose just fuels it in and you becomes can become an evil manifestation no matter anything. what most killers um based on my research now please correct me if i'm wrong they have this high adrenaline thrill or this high adrenaline um rush inside their hypothalamus that they need to do as much as they can without any regard to their victims or any regard to themselves just so they have a certain uh full, sick fulfillment of their happiness whatsoever well Man, they i get disagree dopamine. they're yes. getting dopamine from it I, thank listen, you i disagree to an extent because from what i've learned just watching you know different shows and documentaries for each one, it's a different thing. It's a different vibe. It's a different reason. Some do it because they were an outcast. Some do it because of the thrill or what have you. So there's so many different reasons as to why. Some do it because they're angry at someone, as such you just mentioned. So they take it out on someone else or they reenact and relive that moment. And in their mind, they're playing it out as if it were that person that they're angry with. So I think yeah. there's so many different reasons you can't just pinpoint it all onto one reason. But what if it really is demonic possession? Demonic. That's my whole point. Well, there you go. Atlanta child murders, all these people who, who the demon, t the devil told me to do it, you know, and people say those things. Okay. They so might be right. According to this research I'm doing over here, for that to happen, you know, somebody to be demonically possessed or whatever it has to be some type of spiritual weakness yes. some type of spiritual weakness well i agree i want to say this though there was you might want to look it up trent but there was a, a case yeah in, in 19 i think 81 wherein the the court the guy said he he, he murdered someone his neighbor Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. It was his neighbor. He murdered his neighbor. And that was the first case of the devil made me do it. 
That's what it is. That's the first case of the devil made me do it. He said basically the devil made him do it, and he should not be held responsible because he was up under demonic influences. That would actually be Brandy's here. guy. Yes, it was oh. the first case here in the United States. However, um, the reason the lawyer ran with that in the way that he did Strategy. was because in the U.K., a few years prior, there were two cases tried where they used the devil made him do it. Awesome. So wow. because the lawyer had known about that, he used that in this case and ran with it. Wow. That's amazing. Well, here go the thing, guys. Um, we're going to talk more about that because I know everybody oh, yeah. wants to know oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. this particular guy. And we're going to let you know that after we pay some bills. So everyone just keep listening and we'll be right back in short break. See you in a minute. Hey. What's up? It's your girl, Sabrina, the model. You can follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, model, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Sabrina, the model. Y'all go check out my video. Shout out. Hey. Shout out to my North side. Clip. Shout out. Shout okay. out to okay. my South side. Clip. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Urban Paranormal Podcast. All right. Well, you might be crazy to them, but, but your, your family, family is to us. Already. So when we left off, right, we were just um, talking about serial killers and their connection to the paranormal. And, um, at that time, just to give you guys a little backstory, we talked about the guy who named himself Pazuzu after a wind god. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the first time that a serial killer or a killer used demon possession or demonic possessions um, in court. And actually, Brandy, I guess you can let everyone know more about that situation. Okay, yeah. So basically, the demon murder case of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. Um, So this took place in Connecticut in the early, I want to say 1981-ish. Basically, this dude was possessed by a demon, supposedly. And um, he's 19, by the way, guys. So he's quite young. And... um, he walked up to his landlord. They were in a barn, and uh, the landlord's name was Al Bono, or Alan Bono, correct me. Um, and he stabbed him multiple ni- multiple times with a pocket knife. Uh, Bono died a few hours later after uh, being rushed to the hospital, and the police found Johnson two miles away from the murder scene. Shit. Um, with all that said, he's claiming to have been possessed by a demon. Now... A year prior, in 1980, his brother, um, by the name of David Glatzel, how how do y'all say that? Glatzel? Just call him brother. Yeah, his brother David, um, whom was 11 at the time, would wake up, um, for quite some time he would wake up screaming that he seen a man with big black eyes and a thin face who featured like an animal and he had jagged teeth with pointed ears, horns and hoofs. And he called the man, the beast. So like, so like a movie. Yes, exactly. And now this, this particular little boy wasn't the type to watch scary movies, um, or anything like that. Um, so it really shook him 
to be having and seeing the things that he was witnessing in his dream. Um, these nightmares continued for quite some time for him, um, a, a long period of time. Um, and then at some point, he started to see this beast man, as he called him, when he was awake. And um, the monster would just appear. Um, and at this point, he would say it's an old man with a white beard, dressed in a flannel shirt with jeans. And this continued for quite some time. And they actually um, put him in therapy um, because they thought something wasn't I was, right. I was definitely going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. So they put him in therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, therapy didn't seem to be helping because it was much more than what therapy could do because a therapist cannot treat a demonic spirit. Um, so with all that said... They ended up reaching out to priests to come in and um, evaluate whether or not it was demonic. And they ended up doing three different exorcisms. Um, And finally, on the third one, they were able to free him from 43 demons. Wow. 43. Wow. Yeah. 43 demons. Um, During this exorcism, his brother, Arnie, was present. And he taunted the demons during the exorcism. He, he challenged them. Yes, he, he challenged them. And uh, if anyone knows anything about demonic spirits, they don't like to be challenged. Apparently. Apparently. So right. during this process of him challenging these demonic spirits, 43 of them to be exact, um, I'm assuming that they attach themselves to him. And that is why he stated that he was demonically, you know, he was, well, yes. You know, you actually forgot a very uh, important, I don't know if you uh, looked it up, but they actually called in Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. The famous demonologist and clairvoyant that was actually depicted in Poltergeist. Yes. Right, right. They called her in and... Like you said, they had the priest, her, her husband, and the six priests all determined that he was possessed. Yeah. You it's, know, it's crazy. the weird thing about that is, is that I, if in the Bible, you guys who read the Bible and crap, you know, I'm not saying your Bible is crap. Don't take that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is, is that it's very funny that it was 43 demons mm-hmm. <clears throat> because, um, there was a man in the Bible, he was sick, suffering with all, you know, with this demon stuff. And Jesus walked over to him and he asked him his name. The man couldn't tell him his name. And finally he spoke to the demons inside the man. And the demons replied that their name is Legion. Legion. For yeah. we are many. Yeah. And so he didn't cast them out. And I think and he puts them, they all run away in the damn um, pigs or whatever. And they go out in the ocean and the sharks eat them. And guess what? Demons are everywhere. Well. That's funny that she said the 43 demons because I was actually watching uh, an interview with Ed and Lorraine Warren where they were talking about this case. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the husband, Ed, that said after some violence went on and the priest got scared, he went there by himself to to try to uh, cast the demon out or whatever he was trying to do. Be brave. And that's when he determined that it was not one demon. It was actually 43 of them. He said it came to him like a kaleidoscope of faces, one evil face after the next. And he said it scared the shit out of him, and he don't get scared. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, 
outside, we was talking about this. Yeah. And um, I have to ask, okay. So, Jay, you have made a good point about, in a sense, the energy. If we believe it, if we say, mm, yo, demons are real and they can really do this to you, like almost being afraid, and it becomes real in our mind. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like maybe the demons are attached themselves to us at that point because we believe that it's real. Or like the guy, like believing he gets like power from being filthy. Like he's literally getting power from being filthy. So that maybe he just believed it so much that he gave him power. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Like, do y'all think it's real power or do you think it's just, can you do superhuman things now? Or could you always do those things? I think it's mind over matter. Like the mind is such a powerful thing. I think if you believe it, then it will be. I think anything is possible. Anything is because when you say mind over matter and does he have superhuman strength? Well, back in the eighties, a car it's a little bit off top, but it's talking about some. The car I know rolls this over, story. right? Yeah, on, I know on this the story baby, too. Yeah. And the woman goes out and she lifts the car up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so that was mind over matter. So if he believes he's who he is, there's a possibility he might be have have summons that particular. Or was that just adrenaline? Like, could she yeah, pick up right? the car? Because right. was that, that even that, superhuman or could we, can we do that? Or was that I mean? just regular human shit that we can't tap into we until can't do it's all time? The time? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but you know, I, I hate to, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, no. but the important thing about that is the movie Conjuring was actually made after this story that Brandy just told us. Yes, it was. And it was a good really? selling movie. Yeah, it's The Conjuring, old. Annabelle, all those movies are about this case. Yeah. Yeah. Now that now that theory is an excellent dem- now that theory is an excellent demonstration of willpower. Well, explain. Well, based off of uh Brandy and Jade's um uh, uh, conversation in terms of if if your mind is into it, you will get lo- you will get lost into its evil, and anything that you put your mind into, it will uh, make happen it and make it real, even in the face of evil. But it also a lot of it is fueled by willpower to con- willing to continue feeding into that thought as well. That's why I said that theory is a very powerful thing. It, it, it's scary because very scary. Yeah, because we're real quick to bring in a psychologist to say. Hey, look at look at this guy. He's crazy, and the psychologists agree, he's crazy. But the truth hmm. is, it, it could be really possessed. Yeah, are you truly crazy? Right. Or do you have something truly crazy okay, attached well, to you? Let right. me ask this: So, do you think it could be the trauma of him watching his older brother go through this possession thing that made him kill later on in life? Or wow. Or did he already have that in him, or was it really demonic? See, you just nailed it. You just hit it out the park. That was a home run. The The concept and idea of the media, they, we we're seeing these things, so we make it happen. That's a really good question, because could that little boy have seen his brother going through it and now took on those characteristics, such as, I have a child that's younger than me, and they always say, be careful what you do in front of your children Mm -hmm. because they see everything and they will do it. So that's a really good question. Yeah, monkey see, monkey do. Right. Right. So I wish I was there to to see the whole thing so I could know. Well, based based on what I've read, um, Arnie was a very fun, loving person. 
prior to all of this. He was mm-hmm. very outgoing and very helpful. In fact, at one point, his mother just wasn't doing so well and she needed help. And he went, I think, at the age of 16 and he got a you know, job and he ended up buying her a car so that she could get to and from places. Um, so, I mean, he seemed to be your normal, typical, good-hearted person. And it wasn't until after his little brother went through the things that he went through and he had taunted um, the demons. They had gotten into a rent house, which belonged to Alan Bono. And uh, shortly after all of that happened, they moved because of it. And when they did, his demeanor changed and he started acting strange and acting out and had a bad attitude and just wasn't really himself. They didn't uh, try to get any exorcism for him or? Um, not that I, not that I read. Okay. So hmm. this guy is free today. I'm just looking this up. So they, the, like you said, it was the first case. It was the first case to, uh, they the tried, United States. That they tried to use demonic possession as a defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they wouldn't allow that, but they, they what they did, they only charged him with manslaughter. Yeah. And he got 20 years and only served five years. Five years. You know, guys. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. he did. He only served five years. Yeah. So, so he's free and married today. Married. So he so he so he was free he was free by the time he was twenty four years old. So how did he get rid of the demonic spirits that he was possessed? Jail can make make you get rid of a lot of shit. <laughs> hey, right. boy, you ain't playing. <laughs> we don't have time to be possessed right now. Right, we right, right. We're, we're not going to get into how jail will change you. Right, well, I know no, that's a whole different. Geez. Right, that, that's yeah. another podcast. Yeah, not yeah. not urban paranormal. I know, right? Exactly. You know. So, you know, there you go, guys. So you take a look at that and you go, well, hey, are you talking paranormal? It's still paranormal. Matter of fact, Trent, while you're doing the, uh, research on things, could you look up um, Heaven's Gate? Because that was really good. While we talk about the great story of um, Son of Sam. Now, oh, yeah. Son of Sam, I, I have to have a great this. story. Of yeah, Son yeah, of it's, Sam. A, it's, a, it's a great story because it did make a movie. Hey, Pinocchio, wake up! Uh, you're drooling now. What was on last night? Uh, I was at the club, you know, with my swag and everything, but no one paid me no attention. I see you got the new Jordans from uh, Seven Twenty Five Magazine. Uh, what did what did you do last night? You know. I believe I can fly, but no one noticed me on the ground. Oh, Pinocchio, come on. Don't hit on 725 Magazine. You know they got the, the swag. Ooh, you can look at all the red and rat. Even though I'm big pimping, I still get no respect. I just want respect on my name. Oh, come on, Pinocchio. All you got to do is look at the latest editorials in 725 Magazine and copy the swag. 725 ruined my life. Don't be like that, Pinocchio. You're not a real boy, first of all. 725 Mag is your number one source in raw entertainment. So if you want to get caught up on the latest in music, fashion, film, exclusive interviews, and more, get on over to 725mag.com right now. The Son of Sam. I think the Son of Sam falls up under the paranormal uh, to a degree because the fact of having a talking dog telling them to do crap, I think that's it. But I want to pass that one off to uh, 
David, this have a, you know. Thank you. Go ahead, man. I have this uh, reference off uh, from history.com talking about the son of Sam, a.k.a. David Berkowitz. On August 10th, 1977, 27-year-old postal employee David Berkowitz is arrested and charged with being son of Sam, the serial killer who terrorized New York City for more than a year, killing yep. six young people, wounding seven others with a 44 caliber revolver. Because Berkowitz generally targeted attractive young women with long brown hair, hundreds of young women had their hair cut short, dyed blonde during the time he terrorized the city. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I know that you're reading it, but I want to ask you a question. Is there any reference on why he targeted brown hair? Is there... According to this reference, he was talking to his black Labrador retriever that was uh, possessed by a demon, and he was telling him to target just that specific gender with brown hair. This is the only reference that I'm getting from this source at history.com. Wow. I mean, so like, like Drew said, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, absolutely. That's insane. Brown hair. My theory, my (laughs) hypothesis. My, good, Jade. Good. Yeah, yeah. my theory and my hypothesis, I could be wrong, but this is just my educated guess. He could be targeting uh, brown-haired women because possibly the dog was telling him to kill and leave out the blonde, you know, just leave out the blondes just because of some weeding out the women <laughs> process or something. He was pretty sick. Uh, maybe his mom had, maybe brown his mom head. was That's a what I was wondering. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, I mean, I, like I said, I think it's crazy. Um, and, and you said he killed six people. Six young women. Six young women. Six wow. young women. H- how young were they? Uh, I think they were all like in their 20s. Yeah, yeah they, so were. they were. So early 20s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I got, I got this guy confused with the son of Sam and the Night Stalker are not the same person. No, Night Stalker is Richard, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. He was actually he was mm-hmm. one another guy that thought he was possessed or some shit because I think he actually had the the upside down cross on his forehead too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, he didn't have that, but I swear he was one of the most evil looking people ever. He, he was. He meant what he was doing. Yeah, they they actually the community caught him. They caught him yes. and gave him a good ass beating. Yeah, that was wow. awesome. That was awesome. For those people who remember that, you saw it on TV live when it happened. Oh, it was live on TV. Oh my god! What what year did that take place? Oh man, that was. I want to say it was in the nineties, early nineties wow. or late eighties. Okay. I want to say it was the 90s. I want so to say it was the 90s. How how did they catch him? Oh, my God. Because, see, at that time. Somebody they, recognized him they, on they the street. They recognized him. And, and they had his paper. They had his picture in the paper. But it was only a drawn picture a drawn picture of him. And ever, he went into the liquor store. And the people recognized him. So he tried to run out. And when he ran out, people started saying, hey, that's the guy. That's the guy. And it brought everybody. And it was an urban neighborhood. And they whipped the shit out of him. And the cops the just shoe. let him. You know they well, do. They don't play it. To that question you asked, Jay, he was actually apprehended August 31st, 1985. Okay. okay. So I'm looking oh, at a picture okay. of this guy, and he just looks possessed. Yeah, he looked yeah, like he, a fucking demon. I mean, it was amazing yeah. how they did it. Mr. Ramirez, right, was doing very evil. He was very, 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 very possessed. He 
raped a woman multiple times. Who's that? Um, Richard Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a sick mofo. Yeah, and he took the little infant baby. I, I forgot how old the baby was, but it wasn't even a year old. And um, rubbed grease all over the baby and did horrible things to the baby while the mother watched. Wow. He was oh, man. He was ruthless. Um, and he believed that the devil gave him powers and granted him these things, granted him these to, to Abilities? be able to do these. Yeah. Yes. So, so let me ask this. What was his upbringing like? I was just actually looking at that. Okay. he had. I remember that he had this issue behind, with his sister. With his sister. And um, they really got into it. I forgot what it was. But it was the sister and the her sister's boyfriend. They got into it. And that started a whole chain reaction of everything. Well, he was born okay. in 1960. Uh, Mm -hmm. and they say he killed at least 14 people, raped and tortured at least two dozen more. Yeah. Uh, wow. He actually died in 2013 in San Quentin prison from cancer. Well, karma, isn't that just lovely? He died from cancer. Right. Live his life, you know. Okay, as to what you was asking me, Brandy, it said yes. at age 13, Ramirez witnessed his cousin murder his wife. So it sounds like he had a fucked up childhood. So there right. probably could have been a lot of uh, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, he dropped out of school in the ninth grade. Okay. He uh-huh. was arrested for the first time in 1977 for marijuana possession. Then he moved to California. So self-medicating. Yeah, he progressed to cocaine and burglary. It was like a whole rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom was serial killer. So like, does it not say anything about his parents? I couldn't imagine. You said 13 right. witnessing someone being murdered. So that enough in itself is enough to, yeah, have uh, traumatic. I, I promise you, though, there's a lot of people that witness people being murdered don't turn into him. Right. Well, I mean. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. He was actually born in El Paso, Texas. Right. El Paso. A little too close to home. I know, right? His crimes were so heinous. horrible. Yes, horrible. Just really heinous. That I don't think he was a true sick person in the mind psychology-wise. I think he was truly a demon in general. I think yes. he was just, I think that's possible. I, I think he was truly a damn demon. And and I think you got to be sick in the mind to do some shit like that. How well, can a, a normal person eat blood or eat another person or that's not normal. You got to be a sick motherfucker to do some shit like that. Well, I, I Agreed. Mean, I guess you're right about that. One. I mean, why do you guess? He wasn't a cannibal. But, um, okay. he, he I mean, just to just to a human to do that to another human, you have to be a sick person. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, we're not saying it on the air, guys, because, you know, that he's dead and those crimes have, you know. Um, but it's really horrible. So if you're ever interested in just trying to figure out, like, what are we talking about? You just have to look it up and see. It's in full detail of what he's what he's done. And he's um, there's a, there's a video footage of him explaining everything. So he gave like a full he testimony, gave a full shabam on why he did it and everything. In that in that testimony, did he seem phased at all, or was it not just at straight all. face? Yeah. Talk about a negative soul with no compassion. Ouch! Right? right. Yeah, I know, I know. Right. right. He was. I I believe when, when you say 
demonic spirits or whatever, that is one person that I would definitely, I can't, I can't go with someone saying, Hey, he was just crazy. No, he was a demon. For sure. Based on his actions. He was a real life demon. I think probably a little bit of both. Something, something had to welcome the demon in. He just didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't born a demon because, you know, you just said at age of 13, he saw someone die. So he wasn't killing nobody at 13. So something, you know. He's cold as human. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys, even the people at home listen now, you know, um, the idea of this entire thing is just that so many people use psychology to just write off the person being crazy or not. And the truth is, we really don't know. These people claim that they hear voices. They might do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they might. It, right, they might do. And it might be real demons. You're thinking it's their own voice in their head. It might be real demons. So would you say it's possibly effective if they took those people that hear voices and whatnot and com- did exorcism on them <laughs> just to rule that out? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would say anything is possible. Anything is possible. Right. You know, right. I can't say that that would, you know, I don't think the Catholic church comes down here to do them to check every single case, but maybe they are, maybe, maybe, maybe they are, you know, so. or maybe they should. Right. So let me ask this. Do you think that you have to be possessed or like, evil to do some shit like this to be no, a serial killer i don't think that's the case yeah yes I, I i i totally believe that's the case you think so yeah i believe that you have to be and i we don't like to do that on the show okay okay but, but but wait a minute what about this guy what about a guy that somebody did something to him and he go out and kill three motherfuckers and that's the qualifi- qualifications of a serial killer yeah. Yes. More than cool three victims period. in mm-hmm. a cool down period. Mm-hmm. Okay, just say somebody in the hood, he go murk three people and then he wait two weeks, go back and murk three more. Does that make him a serial killer? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. okay. It, it makes him yeah. a serial killer, but the question is, you know, do you have to be crazy to do that? Yes. Um, you have to be, what we talked about earlier, open to suggestion, open, again, Masson, open to the idea of saying, Demons, they they do exist, and I'm I'm willing to take that on. You know, it's, it's it's a difference that we know that demons possibly exist, but it's a big difference when you welcome into your life, right? You know, and so like here I am, I'm a vessel. Please use me to do your dark bidding. You know, who would do something like that? You know what I mean? So you you think about that in all these cases with a cult. Cult is falls right up under there. There's multiple people dying and killing people behind you know, weird stuff, but they, they're told that cult member is doing that because he spoke with supposedly Lucifer. That's what puts <laughs> right. him on the path. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, and everyone believes that he spoke with Lucifer. Now we revert that back. We convert that back to Charles Manson, the power of suggestion, mm-hmm. you know, and now we got all of these followers. We brought that back to Pazuzu. You know, it's the same thing. Okay. I got a question, Jay, mm-hmm. for everybody. How do you avoid being serial killed? <laughs> we got an answer. I mean, that's a serious, hey, man, a serious question. Arm yourself. Get right. a gun. May I ask uh, further to press on? Is uh, spiritually or physically? 
Well, I think you can only get physically killed, right? So, especially yeah, how, serial. How do, how do you how do you avoid being serial killed? That is a good point, Brandy. Do, would you like to answer that? Look, so as a female, <laughs> I feel like we already have to be super extra cautious right. anyway, right, because right. I feel like we're more vulnerable when it comes to being prey or targeted. Because mm-hmm. especially from a male aspect, we're easy targets. We're right. smaller than them. We're not as strong as men. So we already have to be extra cautious. So I think it first starts with, you know, taking precaution. If you're going to park in a parking lot, park close to a building, park where there's a camera, park in a lit area. <laughs> when you're walking from, you know, in a up to your apartment, make sure right. you have a porch light on. You know, make sure that you're looking around. What are your surroundings? Be aware. Yes. Number one. Always yes. be aware. <laughs> If you see something that Get looks suspicious, I always have turn around and go the other way. I mean, it, it, there's just so much you can do. But really, to be honest, I I just feel like fate is what it is. And it, it, everything is already written out. And what's going to happen is going to happen. And there's going to be people, serial killers, who portray themselves in their actor state as these wonderful people. And you just never know. It could be your neighbor. It could be... Your, your coworker, child. it could anyone. Be. It could be your own child. It I could mean, be your co-host. It could be the co-host. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't know. Am I even safe Imagine right now? now? Right, right. You well, are. Nobody's safe. Wait, it, it, yeah. Here's the thing. I've I've always called serial Get killers God's way of population control. <laughs> That's what I've always called serial killers. God's way of population. Control. Oh, is that the devil's? I wouldn't say yeah, God's that's way. That's probably devil's. <laughs> the devil's. Well, yeah, yeah. that's how I've always looked at it. Um, devil's justification. Yeah, depending on who your God is, Jay. But, um, well, God. hold on now. Hold on. Yeah. Don't do Jay. Don't do Jay. <laughs> I like mean, that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. Well, Leave it to Trent, guys. Leave yeah. it to Trent. So here's the deal. Stopping yourself from being a serial killer is very different because it's like she was telling you all the things to do at home people and do those things. Cause we want you to be able to listen to us on the show. Okay. We don't want to be talking about you in the next episode. So. No, we don't. Right. But the truth is serial killers, right. They don't travel far. Okay. They literally, when they stop in that location, they, they scope out the location while they know how to get out. Mm-hmm. So, you just, like she said, pay attention to your surroundings. Take a look at these people. The new guy that just moved in to introduce himself to you, he might be a serial killer. The, well, the guy that's like overly obsessive, that oh. guy, yeah. Uh-oh. Always okay, watch so your now, back. Now we got a description of a serial killer. There we go. The spooky guy. That remind me of somebody. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I know, right, that. Jay? You know, <laughs> you said that. Okay, so look, um, I got a, a go interesting serial killer. I don't know he if he's connected to the paranormal or not. Okay. But look here guys, if you want a high quality car for an affordable price, go see Alex Quality Cars, home of the low down payments as low as $500. That's Alex Quality Cars at 4045 Southport, Corpus Christi, Texas. Zip code 78415. The telephone number 361-452-2507. Once again, that telephone number is 361-452-2507. Okay. But Dean Arnold Coral was an American serial killer who abducted, raped, tortured, and murdered at least 28 teenage boys and young men between 1970 
1973 in Houston, Texas. Is this the gentleman, the oh, last oh. boy escaped, and that's oh how they caught him? No, no. no. That's, I know. that's Dahmer. Oh, my. Carl, Carl was known as the Candyman and the Pied Piper. Wow. So this is where the story of the Candyman comes from, okay. from here in Houston, Texas. Yeah, and he murdered know that. 28 young young teenagers, and he actually buried six of them on the beach in Bolivar Peninsula. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Jay, look, you look like he got something to say. Yeah, he's got something <laughs> about his chair. I know, right? Like, because, okay, the serial killer, okay, um, he got caught recently or a few years back, but it just so happens that I was in Greenspoint. Old Guns Point. Right. Guns Point. And uh, I walk outside, and there's police around everything, and I'm, I'm going to get Shipley's Donuts. Nothing mm. new in Greens Point. Police everywhere. Right. And when I go out there, there's a, little, there's a little girl who I thought was a little Spanish girl, and she was dead. Well, she wasn't the only one. I had heard about it earlier, like that it had happened earlier. Come to find out, she wasn't a little girl. She was a grown woman. And the guy... The thing was, is that we all saw the guy because he was a tow truck driver. What? Yes. And his name, he was famous. And I want to say, because it was Houston, Texas. So he, he, he bound and, and, and tagged these people. Um, oh, oh, he used, he used, sorry. He used these, these ties that you wrap around. That's what he used to bond the, the women and kill him. And he preferred smaller women. So he was getting the. The Spanish women. Do so you think he preferred smaller women because he felt they would be easier targets? Yeah, there's actually when the when, when once he was caught, there's actually a, a video or a talking thing about it where he was talking about some little girl that he was messing with a little girl earlier in his life. Okay, so I think that's what it was. He he picked those young, those little women because they remind him of those. So women. he had a fast. He was a he was a child predator, a, ped- a pedophile, yes. And so he chose smaller women because it was... They were easier to, to take But he murdered yeah. them, but he didn't molest the right. kids. Right. What Which was the one? guy's name again, Trent? His name was... Which one's uh, better? Like, I don't even know. Dean Arnold Nine. Coral. <laughs> and this was in 1973. That was 1973? Okay, yeah. so try, maybe, maybe it was... I want to say maybe it was BTK or nah, nah. somebody. BTK it was, it was, was, was the person used the police cuffs to, mm-hmm. to the, 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 the ties mm-hmm. and it was Houston, Texas. And he had him here. And that was in the nineties, late nineties. And they caught him. Huh? I remember a serial killer we had. It was a Mexican dude, but he was like riding the bike. Yeah, the train, the I remember train. that. Like, oh, oh, that I remember that. that. Yeah, they was looking for him. Yeah. Right? Didn't he? Didn't he like kill Versace? Who was that that killed Versace? In? <laughs> no, no, no. Who's you know who I'm talking about though? Remember, remember, like maybe, maybe like ten, fifteen years back. Yeah, there he was. killed Versace on his front porch, and it was like a manhunt, and they were searching for him. Was it? Was it Versace? Okay. Yeah. The, Did yeah. Eminem no. talk about it in a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, right. Is he literally checking yeah, his mail? Yeah, it was a serial though? killer. He got killed by a serial Or was that a joke? I thought it was a no, joke. No, no, no. That was not a joke. He was literally checking his mail. Yeah, he was actually yeah. checking the mail. When, when checking the mail, you remember Eminem right. said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. True story. to show you, you're never safe. Yeah. Right, you're never safe. But the guy you're talking about was the rail car 
Dallas. Basketball. I think it's the same guy, right? It, it, no, not the same guy. The, the train, the guy. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. The train car killer or something like that? Like that. Yeah, Boxcar. I could have sworn right. they were the same person. Nah, that, 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 because he was not like in one state. He was just moving to every yeah, fucking Yeah, yeah. He, he was moving everywhere, but he was from Mexico, and his sister, the one, turned him in for the money. Okay, okay. Yeah, that that was that Cold-hearted. dude. Cold-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm a you know because I just now thought when when Trent was reading it, it just dawned on me about that serial killer, and he used those police ties. I have to look that up myself and remember that one. Yeah, the the the, the yeah the zip ties. Yeah, that's what he was famous for. Now look here, Pimpin. I done picked up some extra pounds during this lockdown. I'm trying to get my body back right. What a brother gotta do? Join the 30 day challenge. Pick three people. Buy three products, Nutriburst, Detox Tea, and NRG, and just work out for 30 days. 30 days? 30 days. Post your results daily. Mm, I guess I'm about to get my body tight again. Yeah. Call Mario at 979-291-8340. Let me chime in with this because back in my younger days, you know, when I was involved in the bullshit, I was actually in the county jail with uh, a friend of mine. He was a friend. And when I got to the cell, it was I was like, "Damn, what you doing in here?" But I knew he was what he was in there. He was in there for murder, and it was public information around the neighborhood. And uh, you probably remember him, Jay Slim Eric Jim Slim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I picked his brain that night when I when I met him in jail, and he and what he told me was. He was con- he was convicted. You know the whole case. I don't know you remember the case. Right, ninety nine years and one dark day or something. Yeah, they actually broke yeah. into a drug dealer's house and the somebody was in the house and they end up slashing his wrist. Kill. They fucking fucked him up a real horrific ass murder. But anyway, he told what he told me was when you kill somebody, you want to do it again. Whoa. What? This was this was the words from his mouth. He told me, "Man, if I got out, I probably would do it again." Why? So I don't know. He just he he told me it just it was just something. After it's he addictive. done it for the first time, he, he wanted to do it again. But like, okay, so you were friends with this guy, like you yes, knew him I was. well. And I knew he a person. Like, chill, like, he used cool. to stay in my house. Yeah, I knew he wasn't gonna kill me. He I stay in beat my the house. Off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is like the creepiest. Like, yeah, I know. You're giving mm-hmm. me goosebumps right now. Just I mean, listening that, to it because he, yeah. like, nonchalantly was just like, I'd do it again. Yeah, and that yes. always that always stuck with me. He told me, man, when I got that feeling, to be honest, Trent, it makes you want to do it again. Man, he had a predisposition, man. Like, yeah. He was already prone. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, he was waiting. Yeah, probably you know, when so. You, like, hear about, like, killers, they, they have that mentality. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. You think everybody has that, though? Like, a little bit of bloodlust? Like, Is it in there? Type of social Do you have bloodlust, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, I will say this. Maybe it's just possibly that, you know, once you do something, it just becomes a habit. I know it's very scary because we're talking about a murderer's mind. But one sick thing that all people, they share in common, and I'm referencing off from Rambo, um, the fourth film. Yeah. There's a creepy saying that says, when, when you make your first kill, it's as easy as breathing. And the thing that's so shocking is that once they just do it, it's like it's a habit and it's like, well, I I might as well kill someone. I might as well just do it again since I'm already in the path to the dark side. You broke the cherry. It, exactly, right, Jay. Right, right. 
And Jay, you know the co-defendants, man. We're not going to mention them on the air. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know the whole story, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. That, that was where we was raised. But That's yeah, that, 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 that just always stuck with me. He told me. How, how did you sleep that night? I slept good. Like you wasn't creeped out by his demeanor. I mean, I was I was creeped out. It was like I was a fucking psychi- psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever you call him. Like I was just picking his mind. But I thought about it all that night, and I'm actually still thinking about it. The shit just always stuck with me. Just and me. then he, this guy, is not like a physically imposing. No, he's real, real thin. Jade or Brandy could probably whoop his ass in a fight. Real thin. Girl, we got this. You know what I'm saying? But he's a fucking I'm a lover, not a fighter. This goes goes back to it could be anyone. Like, you just never know. So always watch And then the way they committed this murder is is horrific. Mm -hmm. It's like this dude won't die. Get the knife. Three. He won't die. Get the statue. This sounds horrible. Let's this sounds like kids trying me. to kill us. That sounds horrific. That's <laughs> right. The, um, here's the thing. Um, everyone at home and everything. So we just kind of went off a little bit on topic, but let me explain it to you. We were just trying to talk about the serial killers and the cults and the different things that kind of touch on to the paranormal and, or what they believe to be paranormal, which could be a paranormal because we don't know what, you know, what was really goes through people's minds. So in that point, I have to say what Tritt like to say, crazy. This is simple. Let's not try to be doctors. Let's just understand it's a real deal and it really happens. So, you know, let's recap so we understand, you know. There was a man who had the first case of the demonic possession in 1981. Yes, 1981. <sighs> then there was Mr. Um, Berkovich, or however you call his name, son of Berkowitz, Sam. Berkowitz, yeah. That was son of Sam. There was the Night Stalker. There was Pazuzu. Yep, there was Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. We got we to gotta put this in. It might not be any paranormal, but what about Jeffrey Dahmer, old dick-eating ass? Boy, he was something else. That, that was a crazy. sick motherfucker, man. Jeffrey Dahmer's was on another level. He was on another level of eating, eating asses, people. ears, you know, and, and the thing elbows. Was, he wasn't just straight killing them. He was drugging them. So they literally suffered through everything he was doing. He was actually drilling into people's heads. Yes, with drill yeah. bit. Okay, yeah. I'm going to freak out. Wow. Right. You know, he, he definitely received what he deserved. Um, definitely. Beat Mm-hmm. And his pure sadist. His parents like clueless to it all. Right. Wow. Well, actually, they wasn't. They wasn't. They just ignored the shit. They did at some point, but I think in the beginning they were very clueless. But then whenever I think they started, because I watched the movie, the yeah, film about it, and and I do recall there was someone that he had brought home to their house. Yeah. And the person came out drugged up, stumbling around. Whoa. And they let him drag that person back into his room and shut the door. But did you, but did you see that his uh, parents actually let him have a little shed in the backyard? Yes. That was like his laboratory mm. where he had all these bottled, embalmed, <laughs> fucking you, dead animals that he picked up off the road and shit. Crazy. Like, what other kind of fucking science do you do need? Do you think? Like, <laughs> he's a Rochimaru, man. He needs... <laughs> Do you think, like, do you think in his parents' heads that they like to try to think that their son was a 
super scientists and they were helping that's probably what it was because we all like to think our kids right you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Right. When my kids be messing up, I be whooping that butt. Like, uh-uh. We're about right, to break this. They're going to kill your butt. ass, Brandy. Oh, shoot. Well, <laughs> at least I know I died trying to make them the best people they can be. Right, right. Already. Already. So, everyone, I want to call it a night today. And, um, you know, I want you guys to remember that um, we love you. And we want you to talk to us. Let us know your information. You know, uh, send donations to urbanparanormal13 at gmail.com or dsbmedia1 at gmail.com or dsb underscore media at Instagram, baby. There you go. That actually keeps us on the air. Yes. You know, that keeps us talking. That keeps us just having a good time to entertain you and inform inform you. Um, So, again... From all of us at Urban Paranormal. Don't Ooh. get serial killed fucking around out there. <laughs> no. wow. Watch you follow you home. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all be good. Peace. Brought to you by DSB Media. Would you like to advertise on the Urban Paranormal podcast? Send us an email at urbanparanormal13 at gmail.com. Or if you just have a story to tell, send us an email help support the urban paranormal podcast by sending your donations to dollar sign dsb media on cash app that's dollar sign dsb media on cash app